This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't.
my fellow Acreona. Kicking things off this week were Mondo Generator and the bonus track Disease with No Control from their recently released Fuck It album. Wow, it seemed apt in the current climate. Uh, also, watch out for the just released today, the 2010 Lost album Shooter's Bible that includes uh, Iggy Pop's Dog Food that features Happy Tom on bass and Dave Grohl on drums. Disease with No Control was swiftly followed by more kicks and life's a drag from their debut self-titled album that is available via Wonder Records, Dirt Cult Records, Beluga Records, Adrenaline Fix Music and Snap Records. Uh, as you listen to me, wittering on, the band have just finished playing Hilgie's Bar in Hackney. Uh, unfortunately, I'm a few miles uh, to the left in Upper Street for Rockaway Beach 46 to see Neon Animal Paradise Alley and Dead Ombres. Obviously, this means that this week's show has been pre-recorded. And to be honest, I'm not sure how I had time to fit it all in, as uh, I've had a really hectic week. As uh, the sale of my folks' home was due to be all done and dusted this Monday, but has now been pushed back to the 20th, which is a kind of a blessing, as it originally uh, it was the same day as I was to have my latest re re rescheduled hospital procedure i say originally so guess what yeah that's right it's been postponed until the fourth uh, the irony of curing me of what's causing the infection to see what's causing the infection seems lost on everyone but me yeah i know it's as simple as that but you get what i'm saying so anyway friend of the show and squirrel associate arkwright yesterday helped me finish empty the house still a shed loads to do literally the shed in the garage but uh, at least i got a couple of extra weeks pretty emotional going as it tuesday it was also the second anniversary of my dad's passing Doesn't pay to try All the smart boys know why It doesn't mean I didn't try I just never know why Oh, oh. 
staying with interconnectedness, coupling the end of last week's show and the beginning of today's, you know, Mondo Generator, More Kicks and Johnny Thunders, notwithstanding, are Rachel Stamp. I know what you're thinking, what the hell have Rachel Stamp got in common with Motorhead? Well, I shall tell you, both have covered Please Don't Touch by Johnny Kidd and the Pirates. Easy, wasn't it? Uh, Rachel Stamp's version is live that can be found on the B-side of the Monsters of the New Wave single that apparently, along with the other B-side, that's uh, Black Cherry, was going to be included on a live album that I don't think ever materialised. Rachel Stamp gigs these days are rather selective. Uh, The last was a couple of weeks ago at the Underworld that the Squirrel obviously attended and enthused naturally about it. Sadly for me, even though I wasn't in attendance, they didn't play Madonna Share. I seem to inadvertently fallen into Cover's Corner. Yep, still on my to-do list. Uh, It seems I should continue in this vein. Now, as you know, I love bands when they take on another's song and make it their own, changing it into something completely different, but just as good in their own way. Step forward, Jazz Sabbath. As the name implies, the band take on Black Sabbath songs, turning them into jazz renditions. Or do they? A statement released by the band's label reads, formed in 1968, Jazz Sabbath were considered by many to be the forefront of the new jazz movement, 
coming out of England at the time. The eagerly awaited debut album, scheduled for release on Friday the 13th, 1970, was destined never to be released until now. The album was cancelled when news broke that founding member and pianist Milton Keynes was hospitalised with a massive heart attack, which left him fighting for his life. The record company took the decision to shelve the album and cancel the scheduled release out of compassion and the financial uncertainty of releasing a debut album from a band without its musical leader. When Milton was finally released from hospital in September 1970, he found out that the band from Birmingham, conveniently called Black Sabbath, had since released two albums containing metal versions of what he claims were his songs. Milton tried to contact his record label, Rusty Bedsprings Records, only to find it didn't exist anymore and the label owner was in jail. Apparently all the Jazz Sabbath albums, which had been destroyed, when at the warehouse they were housed in burnt down in June 1970, which turned out to be a case of insurance fraud by the label owner, leaving only a few bootleg tapes of Jack Sabbath's live performances between 68 and 69 as proof of existence. Sounds not too dissimilar to what happened to Stonewall, who were played on last week's show, just without the fire and the heart attack. Whilst the record won't be out until April, uh, although you can already pre-order it, fans can satisfy their desire for Jazz Sabbath by watching a short documentary about the band which was released this week on YouTube. It's narrated by uh, Robert Jesus of Nazareth Powell and features artists like uh, uh, former White Snake bassist Neil Murray, Faith No More drummer Mike Borden, Dream Theatre keyboardist Jordan Rudness and Royal Blood drummer Ben Thatcher enthusing about the greatness of the real Sabbath. This is Iron Man, how it was meant to be heard.
watch out for some Jazz Sabbath live dates to support the release of the aforementioned album later this year. On the book front, uh, I've been busying myself with Life After Lloyd by Cockney Rejects and the Crunch guitarist Mick Geddes. And what a great read it is, to be honest. Uh, I've never been a Cockney Rejects fan because uh, of the perceived violence and racism. Of course, nothing could be further from the truth. Admittedly, back in the day, vocalist Jeff Geddes quite possibly might be found guilty of goading an audience in respect to what football team they supported. But looking out for your own isn't racist. And when I say own, I mean people who are into the rejects, irrespective of their colour or creed. Going back to the book, it is extremely well written. I did wonder if it was one of those ads told too. It isn't. Colourful, incitive and honest is what comes across. Now, it's not mixed autobiography per se. Uh, it's the impact Tony Lloyd Van Ratten life had and sudden untimely death in 2015 had on the Courtney rejects and to uh, Mick in particular. Sadly, at the moment, I don't own much by the band. Uh, it's something that I will rectify. However, as we are still in Covers Corner <laughs> mode, what I do have stashed away on my hard drive is the Flares and Slippers and Unheard Rejects album that features their version of Motorhead. Another band whose foray into the live arena, like Rachel Stamp, uh, is, is scant, are uh, the Methadones, who I thought, although technically hadn't split up, but were decidedly inactive, would never play live again. Turns out I was wrong, as they've some US Midwest shows and some European festivals later this year, running in conjunction with vocalist Dan Vapid's day job band of Dan Vapid and the Cheats. Sadly, 
Uh, I can't see any UK dates forthcoming. All of which is immaterial, as I don't do festival. All that money to stand in the field getting rained on. Yeah, I don't think so. I guess I'll just have to console myself with their recording output. I could have kept uh, Covers Corner going for one more song by playing something from their 21st Century Pap Hop Riot album. But I'm not. Instead, from the Career Objective album, this is Say Goodbye to Your Generation. of gig tickets. Now, on last week's show, if you remember, I was umming and ahhing about seeing the damned up in Aylesbury. I still am. Yeah, only because it's on a school night. I did have a quick squiz at how much it would set me back. I think it was around the 40 quid mark. In the past, uh, I have questioned the price of concert tickets, not just for the damned, but all gigs. Generally, it's levelled at the add-ons, you know, the, the booking fee, service charge and postage, adding in some cases at least a tenner Per ticket, that you know, really pisses me off. Paul Gray, on his Facebook page over last weekend, placed a concise back-of-the-envelope reply to those who thought that the uh, pension funds were being topped up. Clearly, I'm not going to read it out. But it, it takes you through the basics of where the money goes. And to be honest, after reading it, yeah, well, I had to agree with him. I think what punters gripe at most is uh, the different bands of similar stature charging 
you know, different prices for the same venue. You know, for example, the Damned at Brixton Academy, uh, it could be you know, 40 quid. But then another band that featured like them, uh, only two original members, uh, it's double that. Uh, it could be argued that uh, the other band, for argument's sake, we shall call, I don't know, uh, the Black Crows, must fly in from the States, incurring additional expenses. But I don't know. At the end of the day, like you, I will always go out and support live music. Uh, I couldn't imagine not going to a gig. But I'm increasingly finding myself that I'm paying to see bands at you know, grassroots level in pubs and clubs. Uh, medium-sized theatres and enormous domes don't get a look in now as much as they did back in the day. And I don't feel like I'm missing anything. To be honest, the bands that I used to see at Hammersmith, the Astoria or Brixton Academy, apart from the Damned, you know, like the Ramones and the Motorheads, yeah, they're no more. Rumour has 
theorizes that the blood stains of Charles I's decapitation were never actually washed from the stones. as well as currently in the throes of recording a new studio album, have just released a live one that was recorded at the Bowery Electric in New York City last year. Of course, a cross-section of the band's back catalogue is represented. The classics like Automatic Lover, Amphetamine Blue and Pure Mania are all present and correct, but I'm pleased the material from the band's last album, Past, Present and Into the Future, are also represented, as I've always disliked bands of a heritage status that still release new recordings, but won't play any new stuff from it in favour of their earlier tunes. To wit, I'm going to play... Well, I'll let Pete tell you. This one's called Friends for Ever. One, two, three... Get a week long, the longest 
The Vibrators, as in Eddie, Pete and Nigel. Today, as in the 28th of February, future streaming and non-rock radio UK listeners have just embarked on a European tour, taken in uh, Germany, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Austria, Italy, Switzerland, before returning to dear old Blighty to play the Scarborough Punk Festival on the 28th of March. Uh, I hopefully will be catching them a bit closer to home in Bryan on the 17th of April.
That was Lucifer and Midnight Phantom from their third, soon-to-be-released album, Lucifer 3, that is due to hit the real and virtual record shops on the 20th of March via Century Media. The band will be hitting the underworld in Camden for a one-off UK date on the 12th of May. I don't think I've ever seen Nicky Anderson drum before. Uh, whilst clearing out my old bedroom at my folks, I found all neatly rolled up in a cardboard tube wedged between the wall and a wardrobe loads of my old concert and album posters. Lords of the New Church down in Bristol, one for the Public Image Live in Tokyo album, a GBH, no need to panic tour poster. But the one that got the most interest uh, was one for the uh, UK subs, 100 gig, on the 10th of October 1985, with requests for purchase and with even guitarist Tez asking if it was possible for a better picture to be sent to him. The lineup uh, in the uh, picture apparently was uh, very short lived. Joining Charlie and Tez were Rap Beth on drums and Deptford John on bass, whose uh, only studio output was uh, the uh, This Gun Says 7 inch that sounds remarkably like this. Never seen a gun 
remember who pointed me in the direction of Rich Kid Express. Uh, I've got a feeling it could have been RPM Online. It's a revolution website. But uh, whoever it was, you know, I thank you. The band is uh, a one-man outfit with Rob Richardson handling all musical duties. Their band campsite tells us this about the five-track EP Bubblegum Radio, a little 70s-style glam rock mixed with big, dose of 80s style hard rock fun catchy rock with that classic hard rock sound if you're a fan of kiss sweet acdc joan jet and a mix of other 70s 80s classic rock hard rock bands you'll dig it and i do this is you went too far
leaving us this week is D.D. King and Mash Potato Time from his one and only album, Standing in the Spotlight. Until next week, take it easy. It's time to rock. It's time to rap. It's time for the Mash Potato Attack. the ladies and knock out the homeboys too this ain't the twist or the boogaloo the mashed potato is in the groove it's gonna make your body move make you snap crackle and pop i'm the master of hip Wherever you